Hi folks, this podcast is recorded in a house with animals. There are animals outside the house, and they stay outside the house. I mean, the chickens, the occasional possum that isn't really part of the menagerie, but it shows up. And I think there's a raccoon somewhere. But inside the house, we have dogs and cats, and the dogs like to bark at things occasionally, and the cats are cats. So uh, you've been warned about sudden... There's a dog trying to get in my lap right now. She's she's very affectionate. She's She's got the opportunity, right? Um... Anyway, so there may be unexpected animal noises. The other thing that isn't ex- bah, that is expected is swearing. Oh yes, we like to swear. We do. It's sort of like reflexive at this point, with fervor and gusto and enthusiasm. And so, you need to be warned that this podcast contains strong language. That's. And strong opinions, but that's about it. We have to set it explicit because it's not clean, but it's not, you know, it's not, like, dirty. It's not, like, you know, adult. We don't have go-go dancers in the studio. Yeah. Although, honestly, if there's any go-go dancers who'd like to talk about how they organize their time, we'd be fascinated. Yeah, no, absolutely (laughs) fascinated. But in any case, be warned, the explicit tag is there because... Our choices are clean and explicit, and therefore we kind of have to mark it explicit. Uh, but it'll be PG-13 overall. Welcome to episode 84 of Productivity Alchemy. Woo! So, in the past week, uh, I think the dam has broken in terms of job opportunities. I went from having three, you know, phone interviews and, like, resumes out in totality for the month of January to, I think I've got five floating out there right now. And I've been tracking them with a new app. Uh, I have an app called Hunter and I'll link to it in the show notes this time. I meant to last week and, and forgot. Uh, but it, it, it's a Kanban style board for job hunting. And so I've been tracking in that, like there's the wish list, the places I kind of, I, I want to maybe apply to that look interesting. There's the applied. So I've got an application or resume out to them and then an interviewed column a accepted and a rejected column. Now, I'd like to maybe have a column for a little further in the process because there's like, for my field, there's, you know, first you send the resume, which is applying, and then you have a phone screen, which isn't really an interview. Then you might have another phone screen and then an interview possibly in person. And then the negotiation starts. So, there's like this really long multi-stage process in my field. And this is maybe not ready for that process, but overall at least gives me some tracking that isn't, you know, a line in a bullet journal that I applied for such and such a job on such and such a date. And, you know, I have to go back and update that. This It's just a very simple drag and drop. And they have sort of a uh, uh, checkbox a task list setting where you can set down things like, all right, here's the thing on my wish list. So I need to prepare a specific resume. I need to prepare a cover letter. I need to send it in, you know, all the little kind of steps you might want in applying for a job. And it's got a nice view where you can view just those steps. So you can kind of see what you need to do. It's very tailored towards job hunting and they're adding on more features as they go. And they've got a paid plan that I'm not using, but it's pretty cool and it's kind of useful. So we're going to see how that pans out. Cool. You know, I did refactor my resume last week. 
I think I finished it on Monday uh, because I had to, there was a whole lot of work I needed to do. I basically built, rebuilt it from the ground up. And Dino and I will talk about that in about two weeks. Because I've got I've got uh, the the talk with Dino about jobs. Everybody I've talked to who I've interviewed is so excited to be hearing that. Everybody's happy to uh, be hearing from Dino again. I was overjoyed to have that conversation. Um, we've also got Tierlin coming up next week. Woo! Uh, one of our favorite people, and we're very excited to talk to her about how she stays productive managing her instrument repair shop. For when your brass sounds like ass. As has been stated on uh, Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap. That's not the actual uh, no. slogan, but I wish it was. Yeah, she can't use it because <laughs> a lot of her, her customers are children, uh, like schools, and it just doesn't, oh, I know. doesn't I know. fit with that image. But uh, we we certainly find it amusing. <laughs> or easily amused. Yeah. And I spoke to a young woman in Italy this morning. And I'm really looking forward to bringing her interview to you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, really excited. Really excited. So that's that's like been the, a couple of my big rocks. I've also got planning for the big Dorsai event that I'm hosting this year in two weeks and a day. So no pressure. But uh, we're, we're starting to ramp up on those final tidbits. Planning the menus for the breakfasts and the dinner that are included with the event. Planning, I have to actually plan out the schedule of events, dear God. Um, you know, watching the budget. There's a lot that goes into planning an event like this. I've never done. Like, I've done single-day parties. But in this case, I am actually kind of a convention chair and with a very, very small team. So I'm taking on a lot of what happens over the course of a, of a convention in, in a significantly smaller scale. But it means that I've had to have like different kinds of tracking that I'm used to using. I have a sheet, and I know everybody out there is going to scream when I say this. I have a sheet out there just for the budget. I've never used a spreadsheet to track my budget before. <laughs> and But in this case, it's like I have to have – I have a tab for everybody who's bought a membership, everybody who's got a supporting membership, people who are, say, they're coming but haven't paid yet, and then the actual budget budget that's templated out so our accountant can easily get the numbers out of it and do the appropriate reporting at tax time because that's her job, right? And she helped us put together this spreadsheet, So, and I did some adaptions for me so that I just have to put in a person's name and how much they paid, and it updates everything else automatically. It's really cool. Very, very cool. And I can't share that with you because it contains, you know, personal information and all that stuff. But it's sort of been an interesting thing to really start to take advantage of actual power in a spreadsheet beyond just, oh, I can make sums and I can do basic math with uh, a little more, you know, here's interconnectedness and, 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 you know, I don't have any charts on it, but because I don't need to. I mean, most of the chart would be, yeah, nobody really paid, and then everybody waited until the last three weeks before the thing, before signing up. So I don't know. It's uh, It's been exciting. So that's it for me. We're going to do letters in a little bit. We are. Yes. Have you been productive this week? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I, I know that I have while not feeling like I have, because it was a very edit-heavy week. Oh, uh, yeah. I had to go through and fix up some stuff, and uh, just generally okay, but not great. I'm not making the word count I was in January, and 
that's discouraging. Um, I only have one book left to do. It's due January 15th. If you I can mean just... March 15th? March 15th, Because yes. if it's January 15th, that's last month, and we got a problem. Yes, yeah. March. You can tell how well this th- linear time thing is working for me. <laughs> uh, I can just get 20,000 words done in a month. Yeah. I can do it. And, you can do it. Which is entirely and totally doable. Mm-hmm. It just, you know... Uh, it's yeah. just, I've been, I've been burning the word candle at both ends a bit. Yeah. And I also started playing No Man's Sky in the evenings instead of <laughs> writing even more words, which mm-hmm. is cutting down the word count just because I was getting stuff done on personal projects in the evening more. And I don't like begrudge myself the less word count because... <laughs> I, you know, all work and no play makes Jack an axe murderer, but still. <laughs> subtle, subtle shining reference in there. Very nice. <laughs> Not very subtle, but Not you know. Not very subtle, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and there's been some general stress of uh, my mom's car broke down and I have to... I, I, once they said head gasket and tie rods, I basically made the call. So you should get a new used car and use this as a trade in. Didn't, didn't her mechanic basically her, her have me- the, the quality of life discussion? Her mechanic told her to trade it in and get like a Subaru or something nice yeah. and reliable. So, uh, but, which, but she's, she's gotten the full life out of this car. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just that that was a, a budget expense. I was not expecting the, buy mom another car so yeah. and again it's a it, it's not that i begrudge it it's just you know poverty brain yeah. kicks in and is like oh my god you just spent a large sum of money you're about to put a large sum of money everything will end terribly i'm sure you have not put enough away for taxes and you will then end up dead in a ditch next to walmart so the usual <sighs> so you've you've had a couple anxiety pills before this um, show i am in fact as the kids say high as fuck <laughs> Good. Then, oh, then we'll yeah. have a good time with this one. Um, it's the problem is it's not stoned high where I'm like bubbly. It's just like when this is over, I'm probably going to go to sleep. But you, you'll play some No Man's Sky, and then when you're nodding off, you'll just put it aside and go right. I was down. nodding off before dinner. Okay. But, yeah. Well then, yeah. Well, in that case, why don't we take a quick break and then we will go read some letters. That Sound sounds good? like a great idea. All right, we will be right back after this. And we're back. I would just like to point out the dog has ears. The dog has fantastic ears. She is she is a, a great dog uh, with very soft ears who likes having them pet and rubbed. I uh, myself am guilty of laying like I we have a couch in the master bedroom, and I have like the corner, and that's where I like to sit and browse the internet and play on my tablet and things like that in the evenings. 
And she'll sit next to me. Given the opportunity, she'll sh- sit on top of me. So I, I have a little, like, low pillow in between us, so she can't actually do that. Also, the cats are climbing around the printer, and I think one might be about to jump on the other's head. So just be warned, everybody. Anyway, I will sit there, and every so often my left hand will go over to the dog and, like, scratch her head, and then just sort of, like, rub her ear because it's so soft. And She so, just has the softest yeah. ears. And Hound is like, it is okay if you want to rub my ears. I will allow it. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, no. Uh, okay. No. The cats are just grooming each other now. One on top. Your your cat is on top of the printer. It's a thing. Yeah. 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 Do we have any questions? Oh, do we have some stuff? Um, All right. So Jessica wrote in to say. I discovered Productivity Alchemy last spring, just when I was making huge changes in my life, so the right time for me to look back to reflect on what I was doing, as well as to work on improvements going forward. Then a few months ago, I decided I wanted to start from the beginning of the podcast, as I was missing some references in the podcast, and I also wanted to know about the systems you had already talked about. Sometimes I almost sent one of you a comment about the episode I'm listening to via Twitter, then I remember I'm a year behind and you have no idea what I'm talking about. Look, if you reference the, the episode number, we'll, we'll know exactly. Or, or we'll at least be like, I'm afraid I don't remember, but yay. Yay, yeah. <laughs> um, some, uh, but I'm very glad I went back to the previous episodes. I just started using some of the carrot apps after you discussed them in an early episode. Those are pretty fun. And so far, their snark format appeals to me. I think I will also try out Remember the Milk fairly soon. One of my favorites. I'm glad that you also discuss paper methods as well as I find I need to do something paper-based. I just do not think as well when working digitally as opposed to paper. Shrug, brains are weird, man. I'm right there with you, except the other way around. You know, it's you work best with what you work with. Absolutely. No, there is no one-size-fits-all. Absolutely not. I've been using a Moleskine Weekly Diary Planner in Extra Large, which I like, and I have also used different notepads by Knock Knock, especially their Now Later pad. Ooh, and there's a link. I'm going to have to check those out. Cool, cool. Yep. I happened to listen to Terry Ash's interview in episode 23 the exact day I started ADD Meds. Oh, by the way, hi, Terry. Um, it was really helpful to hear her discuss being neuroatypical and how she deals with productivity while having depression and ADHD, which is exactly what I'm dealing with myself. Also unrelated to productivity, I will be joining some friends' D&D campaigns, 5e. I love hearing about your party on Twitter. Would you have any tips for a complete newbie to tabletop role-playing? Oh, uh, that's that's a great question, yeah. actually. Um, we, uh, we, for those who don't know, and it seems unlikely you wouldn't know somehow, but it is possible, <laughs> uh, Kevin GMs for our D&D group, I and do. I frequently will live-tweet some of our oh, adventures. I just realized, yeah, keep going. I forgot to grab uh, something to write on. And uh, I'm not advice. Uh, A lot of the numbers (laughs) seem daunting. Don't feel bad if you have to keep looking up how to do something. Oh, God, no. Frequently, we played for, we would play for years, and it would still be like, you got to do it. You know, I I go to do this attack. What do I roll? I don't know what you roll. Let's all look up what you roll. Yeah. So you're not expected to memorize how all the math works or anything like that. As long as you know where to look it up, you're golden. And I got to say, roll 20 has been an absolute joy if your GM is using that. Roll 20 is... um... I mean, it, it has its... An absolute joy is a strong term. Also, I believe Torty farted, and oh, I'm God. going to die. 
Yeah, really? Here, I can light some incense. You should light some incense. I'll light some incense. Because the next step after this is we have to burn the house for the insurance money. We have to burn the house for the insurance money. Did you smell the fart? No. Put your nose over here. I'm not putting my nose over there. No, really. This is no. I, 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 This is like when you smell how bad the milk has gone and you want someone else to smell it so that you're not alone. Um, All right. That, the, in a minute, smoke will start pouring out of the dragon's mouth. Yes. Come off the cat. Off the hi, Torty. How are you, sweetie? I I don't smell it. Oh God. Sorry. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the only other thing is, you're going to be working in a group, and it's best to play as as a member of the team and oh, yeah. all get along. Don't be the person backstabbing somebody else for their gold or anything. You can try that later on, I suppose, if you want, but honestly, nobody likes that except the person playing it, so... Yeah, if, if and if you happen to have that person in the group, they better have a good reason or whatever for it, and not just because I feel like it or because I'm chaotic evil, neener, neener. Exactly. That person needs to go. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, have fun with it. I mean, that's the important thing. Have fun. If it isn't fun... Then maybe try a different. If you like the idea of the game and it isn't fun, maybe that just maybe just that group isn't for you. Yes. So, um, Hound, you you don't need to love mm-hmm. the microphone, Hound. Oh, she does. The microphone is there for love. P.S. Ursula, do you have a canonical image for Pastor Drum? Actually, it's Drum. Uh, I just realized what I thought was a drawing of Pastor Drum was actually your tea with the tax man. Uh, you, sort of, um, if you go to, uh, Laura D'Souza did a version, and I'm not sure where it's posted now. Uh, it's, I'll, uh, it is somewhere in the back archives. Yeah, Yeah. I I have, I have the high-res versions. That was in the style of Powerpuff Girls, as I recall. Yes. Yeah, but, um, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Reverend Mord, M-O-R-D, and Pastor Drum, D-R-O-M, which is the reverse of Mord. There we're palindromes of each other. Right, yes. we're palindromes, and we're, the, the whole idea was they were sort of opposite of each other as well. Um, and, and you can see, like, in, at least in attitude. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and Drum's character has evolved a lot over the, the years, and Mord, Mord <laughs> has doubled down on being Mord. <laughs> I <laughs> know. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, um, this is all the Hidden Almanac podcast. Yeah, that's on, so. our, on our Hidden Almanac. Yeah. I received a heat gun for Christmas, and I've got a hankering to play with thermoplastics. Max mask making time. Ooh, Ooh. I have a heat gun, and I have some of the. Uh, uh, dang it! I don't know what it's called. Uh, is it the Warbla? It might be Warbla. It's yeah. it's. Uh, there's another one that our buddy Lance gave me some samples. Oh of, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so yes. I haven't done it yet because I haven't done a lot of things. You've you've been very busy writing. Yes. I mean, that's the important thing. All right. um, uh, Thank you, Jessica. Uh, Let's see. This one's from Stephanie. I am literally... uh, This goes back to the one about the cover when you were doing the covers. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm literally working on a cover for a client who's written a space alien dragon romance as I'm listening to this week's podcast. So I found Ursula's romance cover rant hilarious and way too true. I never remember to log out of my Amazon account before researching genre and subgenre, so my Amazon recommendations are all kinds of messed up, and I can't browse Amazon at my in-law's house because I don't want to answer uncomfortable questions about their recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Space dragon shifter baby romance. That's not romance with babies. That's the romance trope of somebody wants to have a baby. Oh, Lord. Amazon won't put the other kind of thing up, but... uh, 
Oh, that's a whole... Ro- Dude, secret baby is like one of the romance tropes. Of course Secret baby, marriage of convenience, mm. uh, pretend married, uh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I tend to chop off the model's heads, or I tend to chop the model's heads off because I see the same model over and over and over again on different books. And I want readers to be focused on the book and not going, hey, you were a marine yesterday and a leopard shifter the day before, and last week you were a hockey player. <laughs> Also, most of my clients write paranormal shifter romances, many of whose heroes shift into bears. And not only do I recognize many bears on other romance covers, I've discovered that bears are just really goofy, so it's hard to find a good picture for the requisite photobombing bear next to the headless guy without a shirt on the cover. Uh, I did a painting of a bear once long ago. I haven't actually painted that many bears, but I did one. I did it from photographs I took at the zoo. And I regret to say the only good photo I had, the bear was shitting. Um, and it was it was just a headshot, so you couldn't tell that, but the expression of intense concentration on the bear's face sort of made <laughs> up for the inherent silliness of bears. So anyway. Was, was, was that Baxter poking the bear? No, no, no. no okay. That was... That was more of a joke bear. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, love the podcast. I'd offer myself as tribute, except that I'm still struggling to work out how to balance my day job as a university librarian with my side job as a cover painter and designer, plus taking time for family and other hobbies without flaming out because of my ADHD. That, you know what? That's, I'd still love to have you on. Yeah. So, you that's, know, that's legit. Yeah. Drop, drop me in another note, Stephanie. And because this is the sort of thing we can talk about and how you are or aren't coping with it. Cause I think a lot of people would want to hear about that and also let's point out that i'm on the show regularly and uh, if you want to talk about flaming out balancing day job and apparently add i took an online test the other day yeah you tweeted something about that <laughs> oh god i've been off twitter all day the, the, not today but it was, it was a few or, weeks I mean, ago yeah, or yeah. Not, not weeks a few days ago and it was uh it was kind of uh, by the end of it, i was like this is a witch hunt how yeah. <laughs> and things that be like do you pace back and forth uh may, may, may okay yes i wore a track in the backyard when i was 9 maybe a little maybe a little uh you know do you uh do you have difficulty sitting quietly and i'm like no i sit quietly all the time and then i realized that you know the fidget cube and the yeah. the atrocities i commit to beer labels and or cider labels and the... Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I bulk buy. I've, I've had to tr- keep track of this one fidget cube for a while because I haven't done a bulk purchase of cheap ones recently, and the cat keeps trying to run away with this one. Well, not so much run away as knock it on the floor, and then I know I'm going to step on it or something bad is going to happen. It was yeah. gone for like a week, and I, I had to find it, and yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> nope, Stephanie, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, and this one's from Mira. And Mira is saying, uh, again, with the about the, the romance cover fonts, now I kind of really want to see a Clockworks Boys classic step-back romance cover, cogs on the front, demons inside. I assume that's one of the flap kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like um, the only cover I ever saw of, um, oh God, what was that one VC Andrews that everybody Flowers was- Flowers in the Attic. Flowers in the Attic, yeah. Yeah. Never read it. Uh Hmm. Okay, let me explain a thing real quick. Yeah? The two genres that are closest together, if you ask me, are horror and romance. Yeah. yeah. And this is because most of the others are about setting. Fantasy is about setting, mm-hmm. science fiction about setting, westerns about setting, whatever. 
we can argue that thrillers kind of get are sort of mm-hmm. adjacent. Mysteries are about you solve basically an intellectual puzzle. Mm-hmm. Horror and romance is uh, we will make you feel a thing, and it is yeah. defined by what you feel. And people say or people think that people read romance for escapism and fluff and and you know throbbing and whatnot. Yes. There is some of that, but a lot of romance is catharsis. The oh. a dreadful, dreadful thing is going to happen mm-hmm. to the hero or the heroine, quite possibly, and you are going to feel miserable for them, and they are going to be at the lowest ebb of their life. And that's awesome. That's why you're reading the book, because you're like, oh, God, my heart, I am, I am crushed. But because it's a romance, you know they'll get back out of it, because you right. know there's going to be a, ha- a happy ending. So they're, uh, it's uh, part of the contract with the reader is, if it's a romance, by God, it has a happily ever after, ever after at least a happy for now ending. And if it doesn't, basically people are like it's not that it's not romance. That's like a, a mystery where they don't tell you who done it. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. you know you can try to do it to be postmodern if you don't mind pissing people off, but uh, or the great or, or you you mark it appropriately as, as a tragedy, and not <laughs> yeah yeah or uh, like you know there was a book that got marketed a mystery did not solve the mystery it would have been a perfectly fine thriller. Right. Marketed as a thriller, great. Police procedural, not a complaint. Marketed as a mystery, I'm still pissed. It was Tana French's Into the Woods, still angry. Yeah. Um, anyway, just a little. Just a it's little. been like five years, still angry. Um, anyway, so uh, the the catharsis element is extremely important. The, you know, uh, how miserable is this character going to be? And then they're going to triumph. Flowers in the Attic, and I'm not saying it was a good book, because it was not, Mm -hmm. but it was a very effective teenage misery book. Okay. And there is particularly a lot of YA and and books popular with teenagers are, we want the, the main character just suffering like, whoa, because, damn it, you're a teenager and the world is incredibly cruel and unfair and you want someone who is suffering as much as you believe you're suffering okay so yeah no i i i kind of see that yeah yeah and to this day many of my favorite Mm -hmm. authors are those who do really good misery um and then Mm -hmm. you know that and then you you get out of the misery obviously that's why they're worth reading because if they just leave you there it's like fuck that's terrible but uh, flowers in the attic was just how much are we gonna lather onto this protagonist? All right, you're trapped in the you've been trapped in your, the attic by your your mother who is just is keeping you in the attic so that she can get married again, maybe until your weird ass evil grandmother recovers or you know or gives permission to, for you to come out of the attic or something like that. Uh, you're being slowly poisoned with arsenic. And uh, I, this is uh, spoiler alert, you know, um, yeah. someone's probably trying to kill you. Occasionally your grandmother sneaks in the room at night and cuts off all your hair or puts tar on your head or something. Uh, your older brother freaks out and there's this kind of freaky incest thing that happens. Uh, and, oh, you were unaware of that. Like I said, I, I know nothing except it seemed extremely popular. Oh, yeah. girls when I was in high school. Absolutely. And, and middle school. Yeah. And then, uh. 
Uh, it turns out your mother's the one who's been trying to kill you all along so you die so she can remarry in this giant evil gothic house where you've been trapped upstairs for like two years. And how everyone doesn't have rickets, I don't know. And, <laughs> oh, and your kid brother dies. And uh, eventually you break out and uh, accidentally kill your mother. And you're like, I'm going to leave forever. So I'm going to put a spoiler warning in the notes. Look, it, like yeah. it's been like 30 years. If you don't know Flowers in the Attic by now. The point is, this was a book where, by God, they suffered enough. That This, <laughs> this was popular because it's like, just how much shit can you throw on top of this protagonist that they're going to overcome or whatever, and that you can suffer along with cathartically and feel better after. You know... I, I read a couple years ago after after you did a book event. I, I picked up a book at a, at a book fair, uh, the one down on Sand Hill. So I don't remember. I picked up a book called The Black Tattoo. It was a YA novel. Uh, it was, um, and it had three protagonists. You had the one guy who was, you know, who had the <clears throat> sort of the or no, the one girl who was sort of the chosen one, and that was sort of her path in it. There was the guy who was obviously the bad guy. And then there was this one guy who's like stuck in the middle, who he he's just sort of this normal guy who's been thrown into these circumstances. Instead of going into the misery, instead of going into the pressure, instead of going the oh woe is me or oh I must be the chosen one to do this, he's just like well shit I guess I have a job to do. He's just he's very business like. He's like well I guess I have to deal with this. It was the healthiest response I could see to this trope. Uh, I, I'll link to it. But and. and the thing is that yeah. what's important is not necessarily the character wallows in self pity or misery. In fact, that's totally well. No, that's that's usually that's usually boys' books. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. The wallowing. Yeah. Oh my god. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't even get me started. Anyway, so yes, uh, that's flowers in the attic, and that's mm. why it was popular. If you ask me. All right. Um, moving on. Moving on. Uh, also, Mirak um, wrote in. Yeah. To uh, send me a link to a blog post that Tobias Bucknell did about Bacal. What's that? Bacal. Uh, Tobias Bacal did. Sorry, um, on uh, called this is how I bullet journal. And I'm going to link that one in the comments. I read it, and it is very succinct. It's saying, you know what? I saw all of these artsy bullet journals. It was really daunting. But when I looked, when I really looked at the system, actually, it's not that bad. And if you just sort of you just set all of the decorative and the fancy and the scrap uh, bullet journaling is the new scrapbooking sort of cult thing uh, as completely optional. Yeah. Uh, and just take the raw system. It's really good. Um, and he talks about how he uses it. So. Uh, you should also read his books. Uh, yes, absolutely. I haven't, but, or have I, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, there's a lot of books out there. That's true. That's true. Um, all right. Uh, here's one from silver cat. Asking, Kevin, why don't you put a box lid over the soundboard so the cats can't mess with it? You know, that's a great question. And it really is a great question. The answer I have for you is I hadn't really thought of it. And also, I haven't really thought about, like, arranging a box. I also know that if the box sits there long enough, Sergei will come along and shred it. So we'd have to have a, a constant influx of boxes. That's or or not... you could just put something plastic over it, like one of those little plastic tubs. I might. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have to be cardboard. Doesn't have to be cardboard. You might have to move the skull. Uh, well, yes. Uh, and the thing is that if I if I leave the skull, the skull is actually a deterrent. So uh, in that corner of the desk, I have the soundboard, I have a skull, and I have the it's fidget cube. It's a fake cube. skull. It's a fake skull. Fidget skull. And I sort of, yeah, the fidget skull. And I, I sort of, the, the clamp and the arm for 
Oops, Ursula's microphone is right there. And so I, I sort of use the microphone to hold the skull in place, which holds the fidget cube between the soundboard and the skull, and gives Sergei something to attack that isn't the soundboard, because otherwise he he will be in a mood and he will push the soundboard off the table. And since I haven't got a bracket or anything to like permanently affix the soundboard there, it's a thing. And the and uh, and uh, I think the the short answer is that uh, Sergey's a dick. He didn't really think of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you should totally get like one of those plastic Tupperware bins or something, flip it over, and put it over there. Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I, I might even get some. Uh, I have to get some duct tape and and put it on the bottom so maybe it stays in place. That yes. seems that seems to discourage him from knocking things off when he can't. He gives up after a little bit. Hello, tiny orange here. Yes, you can sit on that laptop, which is nice and warm. Please don't come sit on... Yeah, there you go. There's a good Thank one. you for the suggestion. Yes, thank you for the suggestion. Mostly the answer is because I didn't think of it. All right. From Tammy. I'm writing that down. Um, dear Kevin and Ursula, I just wanted to thank you for being so open and honest talking about your anxiety and depression in episode 78. Okay. I've been unwell for quite some time and had all sorts of tests, but after switching to a new doctor in recent months, I've had a little more clarification on things. My current doctor thinks I have anxiety and depression. She referred me to our local mental health service, who I recently had a long telephone conversation with about my physical symptoms and what I experience on a daily basis. They've recommended I attend a stress control group in March, so I've signed up. Good for you. Absolutely, positively great. I've never attended anything like that before, and I'm shy, lacking in confidence anyway, so I'm pretty nervous. You know what? I'd, I'd be nervous, too. I'd be nervous, too. Like, yeah, no. just not even necessarily... Like, obviously, I'll talk about my anxiety to anybody who holds still, but, right. you know, that's a group of people and yeah. new people, and I will go have to talk to CS. I would also be nervous. It is not weird that you are nervous. No, nope, not at all. Um, she did prescribe medication, but after reading the side effects, I decided against taking them. They're terrifying. Okay. Mm. This is this is a personal choice, yep. and uh, I am not going to insist that anyone take meds if they're not comfortable with taking them. Right. Uh, and particularly with a lot, uh, some of the SSRIs are kind of front loaded that mm -hmm. said, uh, so like before you get the good benefit, you're like, Oh, I have the flu. Uh, right. okay. Certainly effects are like that. I don't know mm. about, uh, what are you under? I'm on Zoloft. Zoloft. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Sertraline. Yeah. Or, or, um, Sertraline or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that being said, mm -hmm. uh, side effects, are always a this might happen to you usually oh, God. yeah not a this is you know you are guaranteed to hallucinate and your toes will fall off well yeah and uh, because anything that they think is related to the drug during the trial even if it's one person out of a thousand they have to write it down as a potential side effect like my mom was on an antibiotic uh no 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 it was uh it was wasn't it the statin no, it was an antibiotic. Antibiotic? Okay. Let me tell the story, dear. Yes, dear. Okay. Uh, my mom was on, prescribed an antibiotic because she had a, a, some, I think, diverticulitis. And uh, so things were unpleasant down the, in the, the innards. And uh, she took the regular antibiotic, didn't quite knock it out, so they gave her the hardcore one. One of the side effects potentially is literally your Achilles tendon explodes. Yeah. This is really specific and really weird, and 
so for like a week or two, my mother and I just started all conversations with, so how's the Achilles tendon doing? Uh, she's fine. Her mm-hmm. tendon did not explode. Yeah. Uh, again, this is not to pressure you into taking mm-hmm. them because you should definitely uh, not, if you're not comfortable, but uh, don't assume that it is mandatory to get all the side mm-hmm. effects. Yeah. And it, it's worth, you know, trying for maybe a month. You can always... Uh, if you're not on one of the hardcore ones like effects or there, you can, you can get off again. Yeah. It, it's, um, in, in my case, I know that, uh, I just have to, you know, I have to wean myself off once it's kind of in my system and I may be one of the more outside cases on, on mine when I was on the actual brand name before they forced me to generics. I only had one side effect and it was what many consider the good one, which you considered the, I hate this one. Uh, <laughs> yes, the, uh, the quote sexual side effects, uh, in men sort of go two ways, either you'll never get it up or it will never go down. And I had that one. Yes. Uh, you think that would be fun? It's really not. It's yeah. For the first 15 <laughs> minutes or so the, after an hour, it's, it's no fun for anyone. Yeah. Anymore. You're just like, you know, everything's chafed. Go get a stunt double. Yeah. Um, but you know, in I am not in your shoes. You have to decide what's yeah. best for you. You're a grown up. Mm-hmm. You know your own situation. So I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. No. Uh, that said, certainly they have helped me and Kevin enormously, mm-hmm. and it might be worth trying, but not necessarily if just trying them panics you. Yeah. Uh, and maybe go to the stress control group first and see if they have some mm-hmm. emotional oh, yeah. coping mechanisms yeah, yeah, yeah. or some testimonials that people can be like, no, this is great. You know, see how you feel. Yeah. Anyway. And and the other thing is, if you're worried about the side effects, talk to your doctor. Always talk to your doctor about yeah. them. Say, hey, look, I'm a little worried about these uh, because the doctors actually have access to the studies so they can look at it and say, yeah, actually, the bit where the tendon exploded was one guy out of a hundred. And out he of, was out a, of a marathon thousand. runner, yeah. and it was, you know, or, or, there was and, a weasel on him. And he was really into CrossFit at a bad gym. Uh, yeah, or yeah, something right, like something that. Right, something like that. Okay. Um, you may remember I emailed you guys a year or so ago after I discovered your podcast. I'm a carer for both my parents and work part-time, but I'm about to lose my job. Don't know when. That's a whole other story, but basically I'm being replaced by a machine. Yeah, oh, that bummer. sucks. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, mm, I don't know what to say about that one, except I'm very sorry. As someone who's who's currently looking for work, I, I know how it goes, although I, I haven't been replaced by a machine yet. I often try to replace myself with a series of, of like scripts that people can run so they don't need to call me, but yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Um, my symptoms started, symptoms started six and a half years ago, and I still don't understand how anxiety and depression can have physical symptoms. But from hearing you guys talking and doing my own reading, I can see all of my symptoms being the cause of it, but it's scary at times, and I still think deep down it's something medical. But as I've said, I've been tested for all the bad stuff. So I don't know if you do anything with computers. Yeah. Um but one of the things that still pisses me off most <laughs> about uh, computers in general is that bad software can wreck hardware. Oh, yeah. And I still don't understand how that's possible. It doesn't seem like uh, if I run the wrong program, my motherboard should fry. But yeah. I am told repeatedly by people who know that the wrong program can fry your motherboard. I don't know how it's allowed to do that. I don't know how the software can break the hardware, but God help me, apparently it can. 
Kevin is once <laughs> once you get down to the machine language where you're writing the actual instructions to tell the hardware literally what to do bit by bit, which isn't that you know you you have to have the right tools to do it, and a lot of people can now. Um, it's a in, it's amazing how much power you have over that machine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, this is very similar. It seems counterintuitive, but your software is breaking mm-hmm. your hardware. Uh, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And uh, if it helps any um, anxiety, in particular, is a near constant state of your body being flooded with stress hormones. Yep. And it's. I'm trying to think of analogies like. Um, if you have a pipe and you keep dumping acid down it, eventually the acid abrades the pipe away. Mm-hmm. And it's similar in that, you know, you've got pipes and they're meant to, okay, if you have to flush acid down occasionally when a saber-toothed tiger comes by, fine. Yeah. But when you're under stress, you're just constantly pouring acid down that thing, like, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah... I also granted that you're a carer for both your parents. That is unbelievably stressful. It is. And don't, don't underestimate Mm. how much pressure, you know, is you are putting on yourself or is being put on you when you're taking care of two people. I mean, that's, or three people, including yourself. That's, that's brutal. Mm. You know, Mm. I I can't do it. You ask me to take Mm. care of somebody. I'm like, you know, uh, thank you. I will, I will, run off screaming into the night. And the, the thing about it is, and and the way it, it worked for me when I hit burnout the first time, is that your brain, it has those three modes, right? It has fight, flight, and, and freeze, right? And all of those have their own associated things that, that those do. The, you know, fight triggers adrenaline and the anger stuff and, and gets you all worked up. Flight makes you sweaty because it's preparing to run away really quick and it doesn't want you to overheat and 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 all of that stuff. And then freeze is just like, that's when you lock up. Right? And so if your body, if you're under that sort of stress and your body's going, wait, do I need to fight? Do I need to flee or do I need to 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 freeze your body's trying to prepare itself for what it thinks needs to happen and that's gonna fuck up your metabolism particularly with anxiety it can very easily fall over into something bad is going to happen i don't know what it is i must be extremely alert to whatever it is so you get some Mm. of the hyper vigilance symptoms and that'll break you pretty quick uh Mm Uh, in fact, that hypervigilance is, is very common in PTSD survivors, yeah. as, as, uh, as my buddy Shepard was telling me. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, there's, mm-hmm. uh, I know it still seems counterintuitive that, so- how is the software allowed to break the hardware? But right. it is. And. Well, and that's, that's, I, I guess the, it starts to break down in the, the, the software in this case is our brains and our brains are hardwired to do certain things. That isn't that it's that the hardware is designed to do it this way. And so what's happening is the, the hardware is going, I don't know what to do with this, but I know how to do that. So we'll do that. That's the next closest thing I can think of. And yeah. uh, when I went in after, actually after my divorce and said to my doctor, okay, look, the heart palpitations, stress. I'll give you that. We're totally stressed. Yep. That's, you know, do we need to pound harder and pump blood? No. Okay. Well, crap, we already dumped that hormone, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Fine. Yeah. That's yeah. stress. I'm willing to chalk that one up. Mm-hmm. I was willing to give the uh, the sleep paralysis I had as a stress response. 
And I used to get that constantly. Oh. I don't anymore. I remember you complaining about it when we first got together. You're like, I used to get this. It's gone away. I but... would get it every time I took a nap for quite a while. Yeah. And I take a lot of naps. You do take a lot of naps. Um, and... not, that's not a criticism. Just, yeah. just a con- confirmation. Yeah. And uh, and it went away. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that, could, that stress chemicals are... You know, causing sleep to a lot of these things are very finely balanced when you're dumping all the stress hormones. Mm -hmm. The balance gets rejiggered. Okay. I could not figure out why my fucking carpal tunnel went away. I said to my doctor, I'm like, I would have given you, I would give you the, the heart palpitations. I would give you the sleep paralysis. There is no way that stress that getting a divorce should have fixed my carpal tunnel. And my doctor looked at me and said, deadpan, stress is a hell of a thing. Yeah. Truly And yeah. that's basically all is everything. When you're constantly like running on the sort of quivering edge of being ready to, to deal with a crisis, you know, it's, it's like mm-hmm. being a, a racehorse in the gate waiting for it to go. Well, you can't, even though you're not running and you're like, I'm not running anywhere. So there shouldn't be stress. No, you're standing there quivering, ready to go and mm-hmm. everything falls apart and eventually yeah. you collapse. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's, and I mean, that's the thing about it is that, uh, and, and well, actually we'll go to letter. Then what we'll talk yeah. about, there was no trigger event at the time. I'd been through a few things before it started. So that's my reason for thinking it was something medical, but who knows? And you're right. There, there doesn't have to be a trigger event. Uh, oftentimes, the stress hormone, it's a buildup thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I honestly, um, my doctor and I talked about it, and what happens is my brain just is in that mode. It doesn't know how to get out of the fight or flight mode, or fight, in my case, fight mode. Angry all the time, ready to punch things, etc. And so it, it's just like, I don't know how to react to this, but here's this well-worn path I've been using for the last couple months in stress hormone land. Let's just go there. Uh, it's not good. Not good. And so, yeah, it, it, the bodies are wired weird, man. I'm I'm getting a tattoo on, on my leg on Friday and, you know, I'll be wondering why does the elbow on the opposite side of my body from the back of my leg hurt? Bodies are wired really weird, man. They They really are. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to take a trigger event. It can be a slow buildup of the same thing just over and over that your body is just like, well, I guess this is how I react to things now. Yep. Um, and, and you know, I I use I use Zoloft, uh, the generic version, to keep my brain in line to remind it that, no, we do not need to be in fight mode all the time, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. like, when I had my kind of uh, minor snap that uh, caused me to go back on the effects or... The dog was trying to dig a hole under the fence that and and I just lost it. it no it, now it was not that a dog digging a hole the dog digging a hole in the fence was an apocalyptically stressful thing. It was just that I had hit the end of the cope, and yep. suddenly there was no more cope. This was a very this is a pitifully minor trigger, mm-hmm. but it was just a i you know everything went twang, and I was like, all right, can't cope with anything. Neat. Yeah. Got to get this fixed. 
So anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, again, I think that uh, your stress control group sounds like an awesome first step, and I am very proud of you for doing it. Oh, absolutely. And it's okay to be nervous. I would also be nervous. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Anyway, this is just a long-winded way of thanking you guys. Hearing you talk about things helps me understand what I'm going through. Love hearing about your pets, especially the cats. I have four, and the chickens always make me smile. Well, Tiny Orange is right here, so I think she approves of this message as well. (laughs) Uh, Take care, Tammy. Across the pond in England, the nest car fan oh lord that's that's a rarity but you know what it's uh i guess you should be getting excited because the season is almost upon us look i only pay attention to that because everybody else is like nascar's i'll go into the grocery store nascar season's coming get your beer um so i'm glad you like it i kind of like your sheepdog trials oh god yeah i wish (laughs) they still aired them i really do and 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 uh great british baking show the great british baking show Love that. Love, love, love. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, from Gerald. Um, an episode or two ago on Productivity Alchemy, the idea of recording Reverend Mord and or Pastor Drum for people's voicemail messages came up. I would like to suggest another way you can make recordings for rewards, and this way you don't even have to customize it for each person. You can make one version for everyone. Okay? Ringtone. Just imagine Pastor Drum excitingly telling someone they have a call. You have a call. Someone's calling you. Ooh, I wonder who it is. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, alarm notification tones. I use these tones a lot for meetings to wake me up in the morning or from a nap or for a, a Pomodoro timer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Your time is up. <laughs> you must take a break now. Yeah. No, I don't know if I'd wanted that one. You know, just, just <laughs> more coming. Your time is up at the end of a timer would be like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh in fact we there's going to be a kickstarter coming up very soon uh for a the trip we're taking to china that where uh, we will be offering Mm -hmm. the voicemail the moored voicemail as a backer reward at a certain level so yes uh we should have uh, we'll have more details when as they occur yes as they occur like we're in in prep mode for the website and uh, the kickstarter's in prep mode and all that stuff um bum, bum 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 Uh, this one was from Christy. Actually, there was a, a recommendation for a place to look for jobs. Uh, so that was, uh, when did this one come in? Uh, this one came in, oh, uh, almost a week ago, but that's okay. Uh, I'll get a, get a look at that. Not to, not to put too fine a point on it, folks, but I'm going to be a little greedy on these. But no, no, really, um, no idea if this is in your wheelhouse or not, but it looks like Drip has been handed over to XOXO. Or is that supposed to be kiss, hug, kiss, hug? I don't know. And they're looking for some remote workers. So that's one I'm going to look at. Um, I am super behind on the podcast, but I'm enjoying it. Thanks for your and Ursula's work on it. Also not sure if you've looked at it or not, but Baron Fig has a dateless planner that is sort of like a prepped bullet journal. I'm going to check that out, and I will also add that to the list. Woo! Uh, Okay. Um, Yeah, and honestly, I, I love some of these some of these uh, 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 prepped planners for these sorts of things. And like I said, right, this is a job recommendation. There was nothing, nothing in December and January. And then last week, it's like just everything, like, you know, even one one here. Um, Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Okay, I live in Um, fear because I can't see the little woobly. There you go. See, right there. Yay, woobly. Yay, woobly. Woobly line going up and down. All right. Um, From Frank. (laughs) Um. It was about the, the how I've been getting Seattle or New York job listings, uh, and in his case, uh, it's a funny thing. Since I was on Productivity Alchemy last November, I've started getting art show invitations from North Carolina. Sorry, <laughs> folks, will not be coming. It, yeah. Frank, I can't blame you on that one. I, I really can't. Um, it, that's a haul. 
Especially with all the ceramics, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, all right, that's all the letters. Okay. We have, I mean, I, there were a couple that came in that were tribute requests, and so I'm not necessarily reading the letters right, because right. we talked about that when I interviewed them. Um, and I can't wait to share those with everyone in the upcoming weeks. Uh, so, you know what? Thank you, everyone, for writing in, and we will wrap the show up right after this. We are back. Tordy uh, expressed her opinion at us not paying enough attention to her. I think she wants you to go upstairs and lay in bed so she can lay on your lap. Tordy, I too would like to go upstairs and lay in bed. We are of one mind. Yes. Thank you, Jessica, Stephanie, Mira, uh, Silvercat, Tammy, Gerald, Christy, and Frank for writing in. Again, I I read everything that comes in, and you can email us uh, at Kevin at Gmail. No, wait. Kevin at Sunny, S-O-N-N-E-Y dot com. I can also send it to Kevin and Ursula at gmail.com. That's the email I set up for one of our other podcasts. It all comes to me. I, I do read them all, even if I don't read them on air. Uh, or if I don't immediately file them into the tributes folder and send you a reply back saying, I'd love to have you on. I would love to have you on, by the way. Uh, I don't know who you are, but... I'm still trying to get as many people in as many fields uh, possible on the show to talk about how they stay productive and how they stay organized. It's always fascinating to talk to people. Um, and I'm, I love sharing those interviews with you, uh, those of you who are, who are listening currently. All right. So the other thing we talk about is we talk about open badges. Here comes that 10-second skip for people. We issue a thing called open badges. It's a little technology from Mozilla that allows you to claim an image that has embedded stuff in it to tell you, tell people where you earned it and what you did to earn it and when it was issued to you. And so you just go to productivityalchemy.com and you scroll down to the bottom and there should be a little place to input the badge code and you'll get the badge and you'll get uh, possibly the first time login badge if you haven't logged in before and created an account. The badge code this week is attic, A-T-T-I-C. <laughs> um and that will be uh, that's that's what you put in uh i've had a couple people go you know the the gamification of the badges really helps me because i can i i have to collect the badge and i have to listen to get the badge code and so and if you are interviewed and you're a bad one of the people who collects badges email me uh don't email me actually normally i will just give you the code either during the interview or immediately after. Sometimes I forget. Okay, most of the time I forget. Unless you mention, oh, I love collecting the badges, at which point I'll email you the special code that says I was a guest. Oh, yeah, there's a special badge for people who are guests. So if, if the badges are your thing, you can also get that badge too. I think the only one they, they can't get is uh, Wombat Co-Host. But... Um, yes. Yeah. I, I, I claim mm -hmm. that badge. Yeah. So that's it from us this week. 
we hope everybody else is having a good week. We hope that this is helpful for you. And, you know, we're looking forward to hearing from you. And I'm really looking forward to sharing some of these interviews with you over the course of the next month until the next letter show. So for all that, thanks, folks. And remember, stay productive. Woo! I'm going to go fall down. Go fall down. Yay. Yay. <laughs>